Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikbat Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. We are located at the corner of Boulevard and Grove, across from the Art Museum. For more information, you can visit our website at tikvatisrael.com. There, you can support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and contact us with any questions or comments. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. Avinu, our Father, thank you for your uh, presence this morning. We pray that uh, your word would go forth to encourage your people, O God, and uh, that we would uh, come away different and uh, come away with something new um, and uh, see you more clearly. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. So recently my my wife and I watched an episode of uh, The Joy of Painting with Bob Ross. Raise your hand if you know... You know this, okay, yeah, we're very familiar, right? He's the guy with the poofy hair and the happy little trees, right? Okay, and when he paints one happy little tree, uh, what happens? You can always expect more. Why is that? That's right. Every happy little tree needs a friend, yes. What's amazing is that he'll paint something with a, a foundation, right? And you can't see how it could possibly be. He said, oh, this is going to be mountains, right? And you're like, no way, right? And then he just a few more strokes of the brush, and voila, it takes shape, and you're, you're just amazed. It's like it was there all along. Isn't that, isn't that true? Yeah. And that's, uh, that's kind of how Scripture works, I think. You get a nugget here, a revelation there, and the nature of God unfolds from page one until you see the culmination and you go, wow, God is so much more, so much more than I could ever have thought. Whatever you think about God, right, it's more beautiful and more awesome than you could ever imagine. And I hope this morning that it will start to take shape like a painting because it's never just the one tree, it's always more. Every tree has a, has a little friend. So, uh, so where shall we begin today? Shall we begin in the beginning? What do you think? It's a very good place to start, says Diane. Well, no, today we're not going to begin in the beginning. We're going to begin before the beginning, if we can image that. What was it like? What was it like before the beginning? Have you, ever, have you ever thought about that? What was here before creation? And what was, what was God doing, right? Can we stretch our minds and, and try to image this? Before, let there be light. Before, and it was good. Before flowers and, motion, and mountains and oceans. Before Adam and Chava. What was there? Have you ever wondered that? Was it just God and nothingness? Sounds kind of sounds kind of lonely, right? Kind of boring. Is that why God created everything? Is that why God created us? Was it loneliness and boredom before creation? Our first clue about before 
the beginning is verse 2 of the scriptures. The earth was tovu vavohu, without form and void. Or uh, perhaps as the TLV puts it, that's the Tree of Life version, I really like this, um, it says chaos and waste. Before creation, chaos and waste. Not nothing, as I read it, but rather no thing. Do you see the difference? In the creation, there is identity. This is the land, and this is the ocean. Before creation, chaos and waste. Land and ocean were all bound up together in a lotion, or maybe a oceaned, right? Nothing to distinguish a, a mountain from a flower, from a person, just chaos and waste. And then God creates. He gives order and identity. Order and identity characterize the creation narrative. Distinction between man and woman, between earth and sky, identity for the purpose of blessing. And we see also the Ruach of God. What's that? The Spirit hovers over the waters, the waters which represent chaos in the ancient Near East. So what do we have here? The, the Creator, the Father, from chaos creates order, and from ambiguity creates identity, distinct things that are. And this creator is a father, in a sense, because we understand how fathers on earth, at the most basic level, are understood. What do they do? What does a father do? Gives life and love. And Yeshua, most often referred to the God of the scriptures as his, what? His father in the Gospels. We understand the word father as the one who gives life. And so, to Adam and Chava, God is their father. And so our vision of God, our understanding of God from the creation narrative, is that he is creator and father. But was God a father before Adam and Chava? Is this part of his identity since before the beginning? Because God doesn't change, right? His identity, his name, is the same even before the beginning. So who is this God of the scriptures? Perhaps we need to keep going, and we'll add some, some layers, some happy little trees to our painting, and, uh, and maybe we'll, we'll get a, a clearer picture. This week's Torah portion opens like this. It's in Exodus 6. Verses 2 through 3. God spoke further to Moses and said to him, I am Adonai, that is Yudhei-Vavhei. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai, yet by my name, Adonai, did I not make myself known to them. The name Adonai is a stand-in out of respect 
for yud Hey vav Hey, which is the unpronounceable name of God. Most scholars believe that the verb to be or to exist is part of this name. So that's why when God reveals this name to Moses in last week's portion, which Diane mentioned, uh, he also explains that his name is not only yud Hey vav Hey, but what? I am who I am. And it can be abbreviated as I am. He is the I am, right? If we can wrap our minds around that. From Exodus 3, verses 13 through 15. This is last week's portion. But Moses said to God, Suppose I go to B'nai Yisrael, the children of Israel, and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? What should I say to them? God answered Moses, I am who I am. And he said, You are to say to B'nai Yisrael, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, You are to say, B'nai Yisrael, Adonai, that's Yudhe the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name for a little while, forever, right? So that's forever into the future, but also forever into the past, before the beginning. And the name by which I should be remembered from generation to generation. So what is the name or identity of the God of Israel, the God of the scriptures? yud Hey vav Hey Adonai is the I am. That is the creator. The one who is and from whom we all have our isness, our, our being, right? Our existence. The great I am is the one who gives life, who gives and creates. The one that gets its, we get, everything gets its being and it's our creation and our identity from this primary identity, from the I am. The God of creation is the God that meets with Moses, and then takes the Israelites out of slavery. So he is a mighty rescuer. So first we understand from Genesis that God is our creator and our father. And now we're adding to that, to the painting, the name and identity that God is our, also our redeemer and our loving rescuer. Overlaid on this canvas, we have this week's New Covenant portion. You know I was going here, right? from John 6. In preparation for the sermon, I read it in a couple versions, and I, I think I read it in the version that Juan read, um, but it wasn't until I read the Tree of Life Messianic version that I noticed something cool um, that uh, we, you might not have noticed uh, when we read it earlier. So uh, let's read it. Uh, let's read it together, in, uh, starting in verse 16. Now when evening came... Yeshua's disciples went down to the sea. Getting into a boat, they set out to cross the sea toward Capernaum. By now it had become dark, and still Yeshua had not come to them. A great wind began to blow, stirring up the sea. After they had rowed about three or four miles, they catch sight of Yeshua walking on the sea, approaching the boat. They were terrified. But Yeshua says to them, 
I am. Don't be afraid. Say that together with me. I am. Don't be afraid. Then they wanted to take him into the boat, and right away the boat reached the shore where they were headed. Hmm, interesting, right? A great gust of wind stirring up the sea. This is like uh, the waters of chaos from Genesis. Strike again. But just like when the Ruach hovers over the waters in creation, that's the, the spirit, brings, and it brings order, right? Here, instead of the Ruach, who do we see hovering over the waters? Yeshua. He's walking on the water. He's hovering over the water, and he brings order, like the God of creation. When the disciples are scared, what does he say to them? I am. I am. Most translations miss this, and they translate it, Yeshua saying, it is I. But literally in the Greek, it says, I am. And this connects to the other I am statements in John. You know, there's a lot of I am's in John. Did you know that? Yeah, it's cool. So Yeshua says, I am the bread of life. He says, I am the light of the world. He says, I am the good shepherd. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But there are also times when he just says, I am. And there's nothing after it. It's just a, it's just a statement like that. And uh, it's just like he's walking on the water. I think the most striking of these and the, most, uh, the, the best picture that we get of Yeshua is found in John 8. Yeshua is having an argument with the Eudaioi. Who are the Eudaioi? The Eudaios? The Judeans or the Judean leaders, right? So um, the TLV translates it Judean leaders, which I think is appropriate. <clears throat> this is in John 8, uh, starting in verse 52. So they're accusing him. Now we know you have a demon, the Judean leaders said to him. Abraham and the prophets died, yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. You are not greater than our father Abraham who died, are you? Good question. The prophets also died. Who do you make yourself out to be? I love that. Yeshua answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father here we see the word Father again, who gives me glory, the one of whom you say, he is our God. Yet you do not know him, but I know him. If I say I do not know him, I will be a liar like you. Yet I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was thrilled. Then the Judeans said to him, you're not even 50 years old, and you've seen Abraham? Yeshua answered, amen, amen, I tell you, before Abraham was, I am. Yeah, I think Yeshua probably dropped the mic there if, uh, if it was a, I don't know, maybe they didn't have microphones. But uh, yeah, that, what, a, what a statement, right? Before Abraham was, I am. What? Before Abraham existed, Yeshua existed. 
That's the, the plain sense, right? Indeed, before, because the, the scriptures claim that Yeshua existed before Abraham and before Adam, before the beginning, which is where we started the sermon, if you remember. Remember John's prologue, the beginning of the Gospel of John? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word, Yeshua, through which all things came into being, existed before the beginning. Because the Word was with the Father. Yeshua himself explains this in his final prayer before his death in John 17, 20 through 24. This is what he says, and he's praying for um, his followers and those who would come to believe in him as well. I pray not on behalf of these only, but also for those who believe in me through their message, that they all may be one. Just as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, so also may they be one in us, so the world may believe that you sent me. The glory that you have given to me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one. Echad. I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them as you loved me. Father, I also want those you have given me to be with me where I am, so that they may see my glory, the glory you gave me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. You ever notice that? So before creation, what was God doing? Was he lonely? No. The Father loved the Son before creation, somehow. It's hard to image, it's hard to picture, but it's in the Scripture, right? And we, all, we also understand that the, the Ruach is, is in there too somehow, right? Because that's the, the next verse. The Ruach hovered over the waters. So it had to have been there. Yeshua pre-existed because he shares in the identity of the I am. This reinforces the identity of God as a father and a creator. God is love because he is inherently relational. Fatherhood is part of God's character and identity because he was a father in a sense before he created Adam. He was always a father. Does this give you a different sense of the nature of God? He didn't create humans because he was lonely. He was already a loving father. But he created us out of an abundance of love so we can share in that relationship. Have you ever imagined God before creation in this way? How does it change your view of God? How does it change your view of yourself? You know, I don't, I don't think there's any other faith that describes God quite this way. In Islam, for example, the Quran says that Allah has no son. So he can't be a father because he has no sons. The loving creator father, it's, it's missing from that painting 
of the God described in the Quran. So let's step back and look at this painting for a second. We have seen how God is the great I am, the creator, the father, the rescuer, redeemer, and the fullness of love. Hopefully you see that in the full picture of God, it's, it's much more. It's much more than we could ever imagine. And we have seen how Yeshua shares in the identity of the God of Israel as the Son pre-existing before creation. And now we can paint ourselves into this picture because we have sonship. We are loved no matter what. We are valued as heirs and not slaves because of the identity of God. Because God is eternally, eternity past and eternity future, a father. Galatians 4, verses 6 through 7, kind of sums it all up. Let's read this together. Now, because you are sons, God sent the Ruach of his son into our hearts, the Ruach is a spirit, who cries out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, also an heir through God. Our sonship and our daughtership is because God is relational, the eternal father pre-existing before the beginning with the son, Yeshua the Messiah. So I'd like to close with a worship song. Um, I've chosen uh, the great I am. Um, and uh, I would like us to uh, pull up in the painting of our minds all that I am means, right? We've, we've talked about this the, the, the whole morning, right? And I've invited some of my uh, musician friends to, uh, to play along with me. And uh, I, I want us to, to worship God in a, in a fuller way than perhaps when we came in, right? In the fullness of his majesty. And I want us to sing together as a family. And I want you to remember, the storm might be troubling the water, but Yeshua is walking over it. And what does he say? He says, I am, do not be afraid. So let's sing to our Abba, shall we? <laughs> 